talks about happiness. Really, as I mentioned this before, all Chassidish Yisrael was one of the big bases of the Baal Shem Tov to have a, work on happiness. All to me, the Baal Shem Tov, because Baal Shem Tov was such an emphasized thing that they emphasized it. And the reason for this is, in Kabbalah, Zoya keeps on saying the whole time when a person is depressed, the Shrina is not with him. Not only that the Shrina is not with him, sort of even the Kreichlis Asit Achem love to rest on a person who is depressed. There's a very frightening story with the Vilna Gorn. Behind the Lord, he's down the story. In Vilna, there was a guy who was able to tell people their secrets. Literally. Look at someone and tell them the things that no one could know. So <coughs> they brought him to the Vilnagon. The Vilnagon took one look at him and told him to take him out of his house immediately. He said that a person is Mudishhoida, very, very depressed, and a shed or, or, or one of the demons got attached to him. And he, whenever he knows something, the demon, you know, the demon communicates it to him. Severe depression, sometimes that the Kriches Tumor could be so strong. Now, not talking about some people suffering clinical depression, talking about generally speaking, unhappiness is a thing that uh, we have to work on it. Very, very, very important. So he says like this there's, Nachman explains over here. There is an or, which is a light, which is above nefesh, riech, and neshama. There's a light that's very, very high. Highly above the ruach, the nefesh, and the neshama. Which, which really means that is, um, you know, there's a light that we can take into ourselves. A light of certain understandings we Certain things which is above our understanding, but certain things a person has an understanding, you know, even in a scientific way, there's certain things you grasp a little bit of the thing. Even some of the complex things about physics, sometimes if you have understanding, you know, then there's an understanding in Torah, how the, which you understand. You understand the concept, you understand why it's this way, why the Torah wanted it. Sometimes we don't, sometimes it's a chaf but at least understand the guidelines. That means what we call in Chassidus, it's called the understanding has a malbush. Malbush means it's closed in. You have grasp. You might not know why climb and not out of wear. Climb means you're not out of wear. Uh, uh, threads of wool together with flax. You might not know the reason, but you understand that these two things, you know, mix, you understand what flax is, you understand what wool is, maybe the message does say some explanation, Klein, Kayan was the one who planted Pishtim, flax, and Hevel was the one that planted, uh, dealt with the sheep, so these two things don't mix, so there's a little bit of understanding, we don't understand everything, but at least there is something that we understand. Sometimes there's a deep, deep understanding which it doesn't have a place to close it. You just know it. You know, sometimes, sometimes uh, 
people have the intuition. Don't know exactly yet why, but something feels not good. You know, sometimes you can't explain it into, into words. So, like Rabbi Nachman says, there's a light that comes down to a person, a light that is from outside, literally comes down, and that light is above the Ruach, Nefesh, and the let me explain what that light is all about. That light is it's a, a concept that you have to try to think this through. See, we don't know what God is all about. We have no idea. You know, there's a famous story. Someone came to a- ask the Evan Ezer. Evan Ezer is a commentary of the Chumash. And he asked, Ebenezer, can you please tell me what God is? So he said to him, can you please tell me what a soul is? You can't even tell me your own soul. Do you want to know what Hashem is? So, but truthfully is there's certain things which is very difficult to understand. But knowing Hashem is extremely, extremely difficult because it's nothing that we could compare. I could say, I know this person. How do I know him? We spoke to each other. I know he's a male or she's a female. Or these, you know, the person has a lively uh, disposition or not such a lively. The person is kind. Person, We have a way to say, I know this person. I experienced it. I know what it is. There's nothing out there of Hashem that we could experience. What we experience is only his creation. That means we know there's a sun. We know his wisdom. Sometimes we start looking around, his wisdom, it is just boggling frightening the wisdom of Hashem. But we don't know what it is. We know that that we could study the body another million years, probably we never get to the bottom of the wisdom that lies in our body, in every cell, and how it works, and how it communicates. There's so much wisdom and everything. But what is Hashem is something beyond, beyond what we can understand. We do know that He and His wisdom is one. Even that, we know what that means. You know, it's not that He's he, he is and is wise. He, he and his wisdom is one. Not that he's a happy, not that he's a prayer. We are happy. We are made out of many components. We try trillions of cells, but we are made of a neshama and a ruach. We have moods, we have ups, and we have downs. We are smart, we're not so smart. We are alert, not so alert. And many different facets. We change and grow. Hashem is beyond anything that we can imagine. Now there's no change. It's not that one day is this way, the other time is this way. It's above time, above space, above anything that's in the entire universe, Molochan, Gagalan. But to have the feeling where Hashem is, the Zoya says there's a light that shines down on the soul, which you get it and you don't get it. And I'll explain in the middle what this really means. Like Sometimes you think about something, you think you understand it, you think you don't understand it. It's called muta uloi muta. It's brought down many chassidists this in Chabad too. That means sometimes you feel it, but you don't know what you're feeling, but you're just feeling. Like I said often, the people who are intuitive, they're not sure something is strange. Sometimes you can't put it into words, you just, you know, just know something is something. I'm sure all of you experience such a thing, you just know this person, something is fishy. And you know, and then it turns out you're right. You couldn't put into words exactly why you put it why it's, you felt this way, but something there's such a light called muta muta. You 
you have no idea, but it's just the feeling, the feeling that you have. So I'll get to it in a minute, but Ranachma says when a person does mitzvahs with great happiness, that elevates a person to a very, very high level, to the level that he could, like the light of Hashem could shine down to him. See, we live a life, I hate to say it this way, a very self-centered life. If we are smart enough not to be too self-centered, not to be, you know, but the truth is, we, we think about ourselves, and if we think of, if we're healthier, we know how to have a good relationship, think about someone else, and sometimes make them first, knowing that's how a relationship needs to be, sometimes. But the bottom line is, we are thinking about ourselves, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have a child, you think, you know, I, I was awake all night for the child. It's true, it's, it's still your child. It's yours, that's why you were awake. There is always underneath, it's yourself. It's very hard to say I'm totally for the person. You could, people do it, there's no question. Sometimes people give a donation, but to, to totally give yourself over to another person, not expecting anything back. There are people who give uh, you know, secular people. So a lady told me someone came over to her, found out that she just recently got divorced, she was a non-Jewish person. Says, I, I, I'm not Jewish, but uh, I know you're going through a tough time, gave him money, didn't want to see his name, and just disappeared. <laughs> so there are people, there are good people there too. But it's most often, even that, there's something you feel good that you did it. There's something there. That's how humans are. The, the, we try not to think about ourselves. To make a healthy relationship, you try to think about your spouse. Try to be nice, try to be nice to your friends, and that's not always you, and not to be narcissistic. But the truth is, it's hard. You gotta teach yourself. As I tell teenagers, they have to unselfish themselves. Uh, you know, every, every teenager, we all are born selfish. And it takes time, slowly, to unselfish yourself, to think about someone else, and to be there for the other person, and not to think always about yourself, not to be always selfish. Now, but the Rabbani Shalom, it's to be do it for Hashem, it's even harder because we don't feel it. I know if I'll be kind to you, it'll get, it comes back. I'll be kind to my spouse, it comes back. I'll be kind to my friends, it will come back. We don't feel this immediately, uh, um, coming back, the thing, getting the feeling that I'm loved. You know, close to someone, and you, and you feel good. The person cared about you, bought your birthday gift. You know, there's a relationship. We, we, with Hashem, we don't say, wow, this was a great davening. Hi, Hashem, did I get a thank you? He tell me, send me a message. He doesn't send any messages. That's why it's so hard, because it's we have to continuously do ours. But, Ram Nachman says, when you're very happy, you do mitzvahs happy, you literally feel Hashem, so you could be devoted to thinking about Hashem. See, we don't think about Hashem. We do the mitzvahs, and we kept the great Shabbos, and we like the Hanukkah, everything is great. But do you get up and say, wow, I'm doing it for the sake of Hashem. Somehow we are removed, there's like a split. We're doing it, but you know, not because it's Hashem. You know, sometimes you find people do you a favor, it's because they need they just want to do a favor to someone. Could have been someone else there at the moment. It's not so personal. 
when a person does something to you personally, it, it, you will get connected in a much better way. So Nachman says that when a person is, does the mitzvahs with great, great happiness, you literally get a feeling of Hashem and you get connected to Hashem. And literally the light of Hashem shines down in you. The, the, the Rizal, who was the greatest Baal Nekudal since Shimba Yerchayim. I always say over, he was a young man who died at the age of 36. He single-handedly turned the Jewish people around. But he wrote and how he inspired all the Chassidus and all the Svartim. Everything is based, but he taught his Talmud in two years. It, it is mind-boggling. Single, I don't think anyone in history since the Vesemikdash destroyed, single-handedly had such an influence on uh, the way we think, the way how we approach things, and the whole, it's unbelievable what one person could have done. And he was Talmud, asked him, Rebbe, why did you get to such an incredible, uh, you know, schus, to this knowledge, and you all know, come teach him, and his souls would come teach him, and he said, because I did every mitzvah with the ultimate happiness that you can imagine. If, you know, you tell a person he just won a $100 million lottery, boy, they'll become ecstatic, probably. Most people will be, wow, right? It couldn't make me happier. I came, when I did a mitzvah, my level of happiness was the ultimate, ultimate. Because of that, he said, he was to such incredible understanding and teaching. That's what Bernard says here, too. We don't expect to be that happy. We got to be realistic with ourselves. But when you do things happy, you literally have the light of Hashem shine into you. And it's a feeling which we can't, you can't express. I can't, you can't share it with others. See, a happy feeling it has a very profound thing to a person. The simcha that you do, because the simcha, the happiness that you have, has a profound in every part of a person. It's the way you relate to your friends, to your spouse, to, to your children, the way you look at life. When, you know, newlyweds think that the whole world is shining now. Right, the fedora, and it's just amazing how they're still uh, on cloud nine, as they would say. And uh, it's just great, Hashem made it this way. But they, you know, that's how it is. It is like they think, when you're happy, Everything, everything in yourself and everything around you has a profound meaning. You know, you, you look at things in a very, very, very... And Arachma says, that comes, you must, when you do the mitzvahs with happiness, the light of Hashem shines into you. So, and then he says another very, very interesting thing. See, I, I want to, before I go there, see, happiness, I always tell people, comes by a, 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 a aggressive, you got to probe. It doesn't come by sitting down and I'll watch a, a comedy show and I'll become happy now. I asked, I asked, uh, unfortunately, my, one of my children was getting chemotherapy, but Hashem is doing well many years ago, and I was sitting with hours long, and he was a teenager then, and uh, I asked a social worker, grew up without a television. So I didn't understand what the jokes were. The, for the jokes was in comedy, they had a comedy, and I realized that it was called laughter track, track laughter, something like that. 
the background they're laughing, but it's really not funny. So she said to me, she was a very smart lady, and said, it has been shown that people who watch comedy are less happy than people who don't, because they wait the show to make them happy. People who don't wait for the show to make them happy find happiness in themselves are much happier. So I said, that's a, that's a possible. If this Hashem is simple, you got it. Happiness, you gotta do something about it. it. There's no magic pill, you know. The the medicine can only make you take depression away. Unfortunately, people suffer. But when medicine makes you happy, then you're in trouble. As if, well, you know, it, it doesn't. You gotta on your own find and yourself and aggressively. I will be happy. Well, whatever makes a person happy. It's hard to say. I would today, I get up in the morning, and sometimes I have a tough day too. I say today, I will be happy. I had a tough day last week, and I knew it's going to be tough, and extremely stressful. And I knew in the morning, I told myself, I am not going to get agitated. You know, just say to yourself, you're going to be happy. Or, or you focus on things that make happy. You know, you because see, I, it's, it's very important to hear this. Today is a beautiful day, you know, we're so lucky here. It's a beautiful day. Now how your day is gonna be today, how you're gonna spend your day is up to you. Are you gonna be happy today or not? Yesterday was a Shabbos. It was a beautiful Shabbos. I'm sure the people walking around saying yesterday Shabbos, it was just miserable. One piece of misery because they, they looked at it in a miserable way. If you rest the Chalmers, you tell this is a day of rest, I'll forget all my problems, I'll just cherish what I have. You slowly tell yourself this, you become happy. Doesn't mean your problems disappear. No problems disappear. Your problems are going to be there, your toothache is going to be there, or the children do that, or your, your debt is still going to be there. Whatever you're going through a tough time, it's going to be there doesn't disappear. But I always tell myself, if being unhappy is going to help me, then I'll be unhappy. doesn't help. Being angry, depressed, doesn't help. you got to, what the Kol, it's called Kim say, you got to get up and decide to do. So, Rebunachman says another very important thing. The power of doing mitzvahs happily arouses all, not just yourself, all the worlds to run to Hashem, to get close to Hashem. The power of you doing a mitzvah by simcha has such a powerful thing. It's so powerful that it has the power and it goes to awake people, to wake the, 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 how do you say, to wake the, um, all the spheres, all the malachim, to also to worship Hashem. You know, you ever noticed enthusiastic people could arouse people? You know, he comes in and let's just do it. And, you know, he has an inspiration. When you do a mitzvah by simcha, spiritually, that's what really happens in all the world. And has an influence on others without even ever seeing you. The koich of a mitzvah to do besimcha. So I always try to explain this in a very simple form. If someone buys you a gift, could be a spouse, a child, but it gives it to you with a lot of enthusiasm, has a different, has a, has a different take to it, as we say in America. It's a whole different take. But if the, 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 you know, you give it to him, it's just very powerful, you know, you know, you email him, I send you a gift, you know, and you pick up the phone, Bob, big and well, yeah, yeah. 
See, I want to explain something very, 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 very important. I say this to young people about Shalom Bayes. You only, you only argue when you do argue and get into a fight. The fight has nothing to do with the issue. The fight most often has to do one of the parties is deeply hurt, feels rejected, <coughs> negated, unimportant. That if you ever notice, take apart any fight, you take a work, think it through, you'll see. It wasn't, you know, should we go here, should we go there? If you would have said it nicely, would have presented in a loving way, in an understanding way, you could disagree. There's no way couples cannot disagree. It is because one of the parties felt totally negated, unappreciated, not important. That's why it was this way. So, in the same, that means in the other way around, when you give a gift to someone, it's sometimes not the gift of them so much. What's underlying the gift? I met, I knew of a couple, unfortunately got divorced. He was very wealthy. He used to shower with gifts. It meant nothing to her. She knew that he was unfortunate. She knew that he, you know, he was very popular, very successful in business, and he knew he was fooling around. And he, had, he really loved his wife, but he, he was a little bit crazy, you know. But, but the point was, he, it meant nothing. She, for her, it really meant nothing. It had no value. Because what's underneath that counsel is, the havdal a million times for Hashem is also. It's the way you do the mitzvah. Of course you have to do the mitzvah. Of course you got to do the mitzvah. But the way you do it, ah, I could do the mitzvah today. I could like Hanukkah tonight. I could make a bracha. I could help someone. I could get someone to smile. You know, everything is a mitzvah. And you do it this way, it has such a profound thing to Hashem. Not that he needs it, but that's how he created the world this way. So it's like when you do the, when you do the, you do your, for your own spouse, you do it for your body. If you buy it, and I, I said over a story, there's a person who's close to me, and I moved to another neighborhood and uh, used to come down with my shoes. I said the story more than once. It's a very profound story, and I never knew how he had Shalom Bayes. He couldn't get along with anyone in the shul who he didn't even know. You know, he used to come to late minyan, he used to get into arguments with people. Why are you davening fast? You know, I was always wondering how in the world can't get along with the people here. How did he get along at home? And one day, he tells me this fascinating story. Says to me, Rabbi, it was my sixth or seventh anniversary, and he says, I made a party and only had close friends, a few couples, three, four couples, and he, he bought his wife a gift. And he got up and he said, that really my wife deserves a thousand times more work than this gift. Because she puts up with someone who's so crazy. That's when I knew why he had Shalom Bayes. He blamed himself all the time. It's very hard when, when you get blamed and you know you're not at fault. He knew he was crazy. And he would say to his wife, you know I'm nuts. And then he'd say that. But he, when he did treat her nicely, he treated her like in a nutty way. He would have her get up and then would just go out and out and out. And you know, it means it meant so much to her. It wasn't a gift. It was, you know, he was making making barely making ends meet those days. It was the way he represented it and the way he was to her. And, you know, it was probably she has a hard time living. You know, he knew he was always 
always edgy. But the point was, the way he gave the gift over to her, the way he appreciated it, she really felt it. It was with a very passionate way. This, this is by Alahavdo, million times, Asin Hashem. When, I sh when you, we do the mitzvah, ah, I'm so happy I could do it, it has such a powerful effect. That I've been doing it, yeah, Shabbos, and the Kiddush, and you know, you know, you, you, you know, you wouldn't want, you know, how would it say, you wouldn't even want that to, to, to be treated that way, even in, in a, from, from a, another person. Sometimes you do the mitzvahs, I, I always joke about it. I say, I say to people, imagine, we say, in the morning when we get up. Imagine you would say to someone the same way I thank you. Moidani means I thank Hashem, He gave you back my soul, and, and I'm back, I'm alive. Imagine you thank someone, oh, thank you so much. So you thank. So, you know, but by Hashem, the greatness by Hashem, He accepts even such a thank you. That's the greatness by Hashem. But in the truth, coming down to, to trust, but it's obvious, the very thing, the more enthusiasm you thank and appreciate, the higher it means. It has an incredible higher, higher meaning. This is what the Nachman is saying. When you do the mitzvah, you say, ah, I'm doing a mitzvah today. I'm alive today. I am going to daven today. You know, sometimes it, what helps me is I think of what I'm going to do today, and I try to think that when I'm going to do it, I'll try to be happy. And sometimes, you know, anyone who runs, works and runs a family and uh, you know, we forget ourselves, but I, if, you, if you take yourself, especially if you meditate, which is so important to meditate, you like to sit down and you think to yourself, today is a day of my life. How can I be, you know, happy with it and do it? See, we, we're going to, I always tell myself, today is going to be a great day. You're going to eat, you're going to make a bracha, you're going to bench, you're going to interact with everyone you need to interact. Now, you could make that and the same thing with um, a better way. It's like, it's like someone say, I have to drink something. And, you know, I don't like it, but I'll drink it anyways. I look, it's coffee there, the sugar there, might as well make it tasty. You know, why shouldn't you make it tasty? Same thing, you, anyway is going to live today. And, and you will enjoy it when you're happier. You know, I'm gonna challenge you all. Try today to do everything with a great enthusiasm. You see, at the end of the day, who is gonna be happy? You're gonna be much happier than the people you made happy. You have an effect on others, but you yourself will feel great. I did the mitzvahs great. I I cheered up the people around me, and you yourself feel great. What Nachman is really saying, it has the power of doing the mitzvahs enthusiasm has a power to wake all the madregas, all the levels and levels of levels to and what it does then the light of Hashem comes shining down to us literally it comes comes in a shining way which is a very very powerful thing see I, I often ask myself this question the whole world wants to be happy I have not met People tell me that people who love to be misery, but I have not met on people. But I, I was told, and someone showed me an article, there are people who love to be depressed, who don't want to help themselves and like to wallow in pity. 
But let's take an average person. I don't know what an average person is, but let's say we're most of us are not that way. But the fact is that most people want to be happy. But the problem that most people think that happiness comes by itself. My spouse is going to make me happy. My job is going to make me happy. You have to decide I'm going to be happy. Once you decide that, it has a great influence around everyone. And not only influence around the other, but also it brings, the, it brings such a light into yourself. It is incredible. That's why happiness is not just a nice thing to be. The Gemara Torah says that sorrows of cloudy soul came because they didn't do the mitzvahs in a happy way. In the Torah it says, Torah means the end of the Pashik Yisubah, it says that the, why, why were there such sorrows? Because we didn't do the mitzvahs in a happy way. When you had everything. And we are really blessed. With all our treaching, we are blessed that we are living in, a, in an era where no one lived as comfortable as we do. As we, no one. You know, everyone has their personal problems, but these problems that you have, everyone used to have those days. Plus, they didn't have what to eat. They didn't have, uh, you know, it was cold. They didn't have, they, many people didn't have uh, how to warm their houses. We take things for granted, like, you know, there's, well, there's steam and there's warm and then there's food. I always joke about it. We are so wealthy, we don't eat meat every day, high on cholesterol. <laughs> I have someone on my block, a lady, she, used to, she travels to Venice, you know, from, by the beach to buy from a health store. And when they told her, I imagine people from Venice buy to, to come traveling here to buy from this health store. She has all the time, and she buys, uh, you know, all this health stuff. She's trying to convince me to eat all this health thing. Say, Baruch Hashem, people have time for that. They're people who are, the poverty was unbearable. Plus, everyone had their own problems. It was, this was not like, you know, people say, well, they didn't have, they had all these problems that you have, everyone has. They had, didn't, we are so blessed, it is frightening. That's what it, what is a shaman for us? Be happy. See, happiness has nothing to do with being blessed. I, I'm sure some of you think, if only I'll double my salary, I'll be smiling more. Well, I'll tell you something, I have, uh, you know, I, knew, I know people who came off the boat, some of them not, most of them not alive, but came off the boat with one dollar. Literally, all the world means Holocaust survivors. And, but, and at the time they had all, they were billionaires, not millionaires. So you would think they were happy. I was much happier than them. Because happiness has nothing to do how big your bank account is, how many properties you own, how many workers are working for you. Yourself. And yourself. You gotta be happy yourself. You gotta decide. And it doesn't come, if you always wait for an outsider to make me happy, it's not gonna happen. It helps. A healthy relationship, having a good shonabais helps happiness. Good friends help happiness. We all know that. And sometimes the shonabais is down in the dumps. It's hard to become happy. So it helps when things are smooth out there. But, it, it, it doesn't, not that dependent, your happiness has to start from inside of yourself. There are many single people who are happier than married people. It is, of course, being married and having a spouse or having a friends and having children helps a person, of course. 
But you have to first decide, I'm going to be happy. You know what's amazing? I always tell myself that Hashem begs us to be happy. He says to us, if you be happy, I'm going to love you more. I'm going to pay you for it. Isn't that amazing? And everyone wants to be happy. I've, I've not met that people I was told again. Most people want to be happy, but they don't conscientiously know and how to do it. Just tell yourself today that you're going to be happy. Tell yourself you're alive. I'm sure every one of us has friends who are not here. Some of you are very young, but I'm sure you know the friends that you knew are gone. We are alive today. We have another day to live. See, to explain this, you know, the default of a person is on, the default mood of a person is on you let go of yourself. I watch these people go on vacation and come back depressed. And I for years didn't understand it. Why? Because you go on vacation, you let go of your work, you let go of Yiddishkeit, goes on vacation very often, you relax about certain things, and your mood goes down. You relax about the mood. The default of a person is you become depressed. That's the curse that the Mauritian got. But you can, you should. Tell yourself, I'm going to be happy. That doesn't mean every minute of the day you're going to be the same happy. I want, uh, I want to quote in English the way he describes it. A person must keep himself far, far away from depression. Because the force of impurity are integrally bound with depression and with the power of strict judgment. Now, you know what that means? That when a person is depressed, you attract yourself, the Koychus and you are judged harshly, Vesna Shemala. Dinam, what that judgment comes to you. What does that mean? Sometimes, look, in a simple way, uh, uh, relate to each other. Sometimes you can be very annoyed with your spouse. I'm sure we get annoyed at our spouses. I'm sure my wife gets annoyed at me. And I get annoyed with my wife. It's just part of life. But when there's love, you just overlook it. When you get depressed, you become so agitated. Same with It works this way. When you are depressed, then judgments come to you. You ever notice? I always tell this to people. You get a ticket, you park on the wrong side of the street when you're depressed. When you're in a good mood, it doesn't happen. You're in a bad mood, and you're angry at the world, and you're angry at the spouse, and you're doing this, and you, all of a sudden, you notice you parked on one side of the street, and one thing leads to another. But when you're in a good mood and a happy mood, it doesn't happen. Less. Well, I'm sure I'm happy people have got also, but it happens less. See, because when a person is down, this demon comes to him. Judgment comes. So he says a person should move far, far away. Ma'oid mi'oid in Hebrew, it's a very powerful word. To stay away. And the truth is, happiness brings the kedusha into the home. That's a woman is a much harder challenge. 
women suffer from depression more than men because they literally bring the Kedushin to their home. The Kedushin, the house, depends on the wife, believe, believe, believe it or not. And, and the, the, you know, the way the house is run, the way that's, you know, the cash is, and the tzni is, and it's really the wife who runs this. And the happiness, the spirit of a home depends on the wife too. I always tell, you know, my house is decorated, it has nothing to do with me. It's, my, it's the lady who decorates it. And the same, not just the way she decorates it, but this, you know, when mom is in a bad mood, you know, everyone has, everyone has to be careful. Mom is in a, you know what I mean? And when mom is not in a good mood, and everyone lights up. It's very powerful, it's true. Women have to know that they're very powerful. They're in a good mood, and then everything, then, then things go smoother. When they're in a bad mood, then things don't go so smooth. <coughs> because they create the ruach, the spirit in the home. It's very, very, very important to know this. Because you, it's not just you're living on a, on, on a room and you have a house and there's the doors, and it is you and your spouse living, creating a spiritual thing inside the house. And the happiness brings kedushin to the house. Now, I'm going to try to explain this next piece where Nachman says over here. It's a very deep thing. Let me try to explain this. He says, when you do the mitzvahs with great happiness, what happens is blessings come down, a bracha comes down. You know, I always tell people, people always want blessings. Bracha, bracha. So one of the things I always tell them, do the mitzvah with happiness, and bracha will come. So it says in Chazal, you know, but it's, again, it's easier to buy a lottery than to, to work, you know what I mean? And the guy tells me the other day, I'm going to buy a lottery. I tell him, go find a job, don't buy a lottery. You know what I mean? Don't bank on the lottery. Go, go work and make sure you... But we humans are that way. We're much quicker, want an easy fix. You know, that's, that's unfortunate. We are, you know, a bracha. But the, the, the Zoya says, when you're happy, a bracha comes down to a person. Blessings come down. But the blessings come in different ways. And one of the important things that Nachman says, you, the, you should accept the blessing that you should have a deeper understanding about life. Because the deeper you understand life, the more you cherish life, the closer you to God, the better you live with people. Because the Gemara says, the person who has wisdom has everything. And if you don't have wisdom, you have nothing. You could be wealthy, who knows what. If you don't have seichel, you don't have the common sense, you have nothing, the Gemara says. It's a very famous quote in the Talmud. The Dukuna, if you... If you, if you acquired in, uh, um, in intelligence and common sense, you got everything. And if you have everything and you don't have common sense, you have nothing. It's very, very interesting. So what, 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 what we're really saying here, what I'm not saying, you should take, the, when the blessings come down, focus that the blessings should come down, that you should have a deep understanding about life, to appreciate life. See, because money... No one stays with the money. Either the money is taken away from the person or, or the person is taken away from the money. No one took the money with themselves. All your hard work. Any questions before I go on?
Say I'm going to be happy, happy, happy. It doesn't. The toothache doesn't go away. You got to go to the dentist and take care of the toothache. What happens is, but you could choose a smart dentist, and the pain will be less, and the agitation will be less. Things will be less problematic. Follow? Doesn't you know? I I, I was in the rehab. I sometimes I'm asked to speak in the rehab, and there was a guy, a chassid or babitcher chassid, and he was very annoyed that I was in the rehab. So he asked me. Do you think if I read the Tanya a few times, I'll be healed from, from addiction? So I asked, I want to ask you a question. If you broke your leg, really broke it, and you read the Tanya a thousand times, you think you're going to heal? I don't think so. He said, you need to put up a cast, got to go to the doctor, re refocus the rib, put on a cast. Reading the Tanya is not going to help you. Not reading the Torah was going to help you. The leg is broken, it's got to be fixed. There's something broken you know, spiritually, whatever, emotionally, that he became addicted, it's got to be fixed. Reading the time doesn't help. You know, being happy is not going to take away the toothache. It's not going to heal, you know, uh, the, the, the ails of life. But what Nachman saying, happiness, you'll be able to deal with the problem much easier. We all know that we, we all have things which is good problems, something healthy problems, you know. Sometimes it's having a baby. It's, a, it's painful, but it's a healthy problem. But if you're happy, you deal with it much, much better. Or you're going for panasa. we got to go work, make a living. And if you're happy about it, you deal with it. You are more successful. You're more open-minded. <coughs> so it doesn't, you know, the dealing with Hashem doesn't help. The happiness comes down in a very... You know how Yosef at Tzaddik survived? Can you imagine Yosef was 12 years in prison? Can you imagine 12 years in prison? Not an American prison. And he was a foreigner. Someone told me recently that there was a guy who was arrested in France because, um, of course, the, you know, every person in prison is innocent. I went to Israel to visit, and everyone told me they're innocent. And... Uh, this guy also claimed he was innocent, that they found drugs on him. But they described to me that being a prison in a foreign country is horrendous. They take advantage of you, and it's just the whole... So imagine, Yosef was in a prison in a foreign country. No one visited him. You know, no lawyer came to visit him. You know what I mean? No, you know, family members, you know, come to visit, our visitation rights. No one came to visit him. He was in the dungeon. There was a hole in the ground. And he comes out of prison. This week's prophecy read the Chumash. He talks to Parli like he would have been a guy who studied all his life and who knows what. People come out of prison feel like, you know, so self-conscious and so broken. So the Medrash says, how did Yosef keep himself? He was always happy. That's what the Medrash says. He always made sure to be happy. Isn't that amazing? And it's not easy. I visited people in prison. You know, you feel hopeless in prison. You know, we're outside of prison, we hope, okay, we have a problem, it's going to pass. Deep in every one of us here, when we have a problem, oh, okay, I hope next week is going to be better. 
And when this changes, the baby gets older, the baby comes, you know, we all have these things that we think things are gonna change, and it will change. You're prison, and there's no, you know, there's no appellate court, you know, no appealing, no guys at university coming to check out the, the DNA to say it was the wrong DNA, didn't match. He was in prison. Mandish says, how did Yosef keep himself? He kept his sanity by being unbelievable happy. How is that possible? Everything every is possible. Day, he did 28 vlogs. That's what it's 12 years every day. Every day. Eventually it's like... Every day. Like you have faith. You have faith. You have to be every day happy. Yes. He didn't know he was coming out. He had no idea. Well... Well, I, and I explained Shabbos at Chumash. I said that it's very possible he had a, the dream gave him the strength, knowing that one day he'll become king. So he saw some light at the end of the tunnel, but it doesn't make a difference. Right now you're in jail. You don't know how this is going to happen. How are you going to get out? So the message says he was, it made himself happy. That's why he was so successful. Why did Warden give everything over to him? You ever notice happy people? People like to hang out with happy people. It's a fact. You, you, people don't like to hang out with miserable. There are people who are miserable like to hang out with miserable. So I want you, why don't you take my challenge just for one day? One day. Tell yourself today you're going to be happy, and I'm sure the things are waiting you to annoy you. I'm, I know that myself. There's things that are going to annoy me today. I have a Sunday's a busy day. Care of, uh, of many things, but you know, if you smile and you're happy, things become much, much easier. Much, 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 much easier. Any other questions? So, you know, I want to say another thing it, it takes time and effort to, to change this. You know, you don't become overnight change. It is very, it, we humans have a, we, we humans have a hard time to change anything. I tell people it's just changing a bad habit we have a hard time. It's a bad habit. You know, if you bite your nails or you, you're annoyed at yourself by doing a silly habit we have a hard time changing. The more so changing, you know, something, you know, profound. But if you focus on it, you, after a while, it becomes easier and easier. And you know what? Who's going to gain the most of it? Yourself. When you're going to smile today, at the end of the day, you're going to say, wow, this was a great day. See, I, I noticed the first time I went to Disneyland, I was trying to figure out, and I said this often, it was the happiest place on earth. And I was trying to understand why is it called the happiest place on earth? I mean, people don't come out happy. I've often said this. Nervous, tense, and it's not. It's because you tell yourself, and you really, you could make today Disneyland out of your home. That's the truth. You can make, it has nothing to do. If you watch that, if you ever go to Gullis to get Disneyland, you'll notice the children, you'll notice how tense people are and how, you know, the only thing I notice that people are happy if it's a, Boyfriend, girlfriend, going to Disneyland. <laughs> it's not a boyfriend, girlfriend. It is a misery. You watch it, you see it's miserable. So the truth is, you can make your day. It's just because you decide you're going to be happy. You can make today a Disneyland. Today you're going to be happy. 
it's up to you. And most often, we don't want to push ourselves. It's the Yetzirah, it's such a powerful Yetzirah not to be happy. Okay.